This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, guys. Here we finally are. I've been asked to do one of these podcasts for over a year now. I've said no, and I finally fucking caved. If you are listening to this with any kids around or anyone with sensitive ears, please turn it the fuck off now because this is not going to be that type of show. So please join me, grab a cocktail, a glass of wine, and here we fucking go. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten a chapter 6 yet? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Holy fuck, I cannot believe we're finally here, everyone. Welcome to the first fucking episode of FML Talk. I am so excited to dive in and share all this with you guys. We're going to be talking about relationships, self-love, healing. I'm going to share with you a chapter of book two. Yes, you heard that right, book fucking two. I'm going to answer some of your burning questions, and we are going to listen to some of your real-life FML stories, and I will give you my two cents on the fucked-up shit happening in your life for once. So get ready. I'm not going to stop until we reach the end. We're about to dive the fuck in. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Gabrielle Stone. I am an actress and director. I live in LA, and I recently, as of the last year, became an author. I grew up in LA my whole life, born and raised, which not a lot of people can say. Most people are transplants. And my mom and dad have both been in the industry. My mom has been acting for 40 plus years. You would know her from E.T. and The Howling and Cujo. So I grew up on a lot of film sets from a really, really young age. If you've read the book, you know this. If you don't, my dad passed when I was almost seven. I actually walked into their bathroom and saw him lying on the floor. I thought he had passed out. I ran and got my nanny. My mom was in New Zealand shooting a film at the time. And it obviously turned out that he hadn't passed out. He had actually had a heart attack and died. Um, So that really changed the direction of where my life was going. I picked up the fear of abandonment at a really, really young age. And that kind of carried through my entire life. And that showed up in my relationships and my friendships and never really wanting to be alone. And it wasn't till 2017 when I was forced out of my comfort zone to go on this adventure by myself that I really started to open up those old wounds and learn how to heal them and learn how to heal myself. Eat, Pray, FML I wrote in 2017 after I found out my husband was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. I filed for divorce and left. Shortly after that, I met a guy, fell madly in love with him, and had a whirlwind romance where he convinced me to join him on a month-long trip to Italy. 48 hours before we were getting on the plane, he told me he needed to go by himself. And I was absolutely fucking devastated. I mean, he broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. And I had a decision to make. While I sat at home crying on my bed, I said I can either stay at home heartbroken 
or I can go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I took a backpack and did six countries over the span of a month. And during that trip, I wrote a book called Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life. So really, my intention with this podcast, as much as it's going to be fun and outrageous and we're going to have cocktails and drop F-bombs a lot, is to really share my knowledge from what I've learned in healing myself and be able to help other people that are going through grief and relationships and all the crazy things that that we deal with from our day-to-day life and give you some tools and share my experiences so that you can learn and grow with me. Quarantine has been wild for me, but it's been so great connecting with all the people that are discovering this book and talking with different readers from all over the world. It's really brought me so much joy and fulfillment knowing that my crazy shit show of a story has been resonating with people all over the world. You can expect to hear from people from the book, people that experienced all of this with me, some fun celebrity guests, people that I've met after the book, people that I've met on some of my solo adventures, I'm also going to reference two of the healing techniques. The Thought Onion is my technique that I created and wrote about in FML to really figure my own shit out because I needed a way that wasn't going to therapy that I could really look at my own thoughts and be like, okay, Gabrielle, what the fuck is going on? So you look at it like an onion and there's different layers. The first layer is the superficial thought, which is the reaction you have right when something happens. It's usually superficial and your what the fuck moment that you have when you're having a reaction. And when you take a step back and take a couple deep breaths, then you get to the authentic thought. And the authentic thought is where you're like, okay, that ridiculous fucking reaction that I just had probably came from this ouch spot that is inside my soul. <laughs> like, what what triggered that ridiculous first reaction? And then when you really look at it and you peel that layer back one more time, you get to the subconscious thought. And that's where the real great shit is, you guys. That's when you can really be like, oh, I've been carrying around this childhood trauma that's been making me react this way. Or, oh, I've been hanging on to this old story that's been making me have these types of reactions. And when you can get to that subconscious conscious layer and really recognize and realize what it is, then you can start healing that and making steps to change and have different reactions in the future. So the self-love cocktail is what I fucking swear by now. I was searching for this mythical way of loving myself for so goddamn long. Everyone was saying, you know, you have to love yourself before you love anyone else. And loving yourself is the most important thing. And I was like, okay, guys, I I fucking get it. Um, Can anyone tell me how to do that? And nobody was able to just give me clear directions on how I was able to start loving myself. And it was one of the things that I was super excited to share with all my readers in hopes that it would also change all of your lives. So the self-love cocktail is simple. You basically sit down and you write out a list of all the things that you can do to make your soul happy. Like what can you give yourself on a daily basis that's going to really fucking stoke your boat? For me, that list was like going to the gym, eating healthy, meditating, creating, dancing was a fucking big one, specifically salsa dancing, but like I can take any type of dancing and it'll really be great for me. And you sit down and you make this list and then you commit to giving yourself things off of that list every single day. And when you're able to realize that loving yourself is as simple as giving your soul the things that it loves, 
it really changes your perspective on the whole thing because you're not chasing this invisible idea of what you're supposed to be feeling. You're physically doing things that are making yourself feel loved. Um, When we have a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a parent or a child, we do things that we know make them happy. We, we show them acts of kindness and acts of love to make them feel love. So why when you're thinking about loving yourself, which is supposed to be the most important fucking person on your list, would you not do the same thing? Anything else that we're going to reference or talk about on this show can be found in the book if you haven't gotten it yet. It's Eat, Pray, FML. It's exclusively on Amazon. You can get it in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. The audiobook is available anywhere that they're sold. And you can also get signed copies on my website, www.eatprayfml.com. So I'm assuming most of you listening have read the book. If you haven't, I'm going to give you a little rundown cheat sheet so you don't get lost throughout this first episode. So my ex-husband, who cheated on me with a 19-year-old, his name is Daniel, the man who broke up with me before Europe and totally shattered my fucking heart into a million pieces, is named Javier. And on the trip, I met a ton of awesome people that totally changed my life in different ways. But one of the most noted that people tend to gravitate towards the most was Chris, who I had a fling with in Barcelona. And some of the questions I get on an almost weekly basis are, did Chris ever come to LA? Are you still in contact and friends with Javier? And when do we get to read book two? So I wanted to start this first episode off with a fucking bang. I am going to read you the first chapter of what will be an eventual sequel to Eat, Pray, FML. I can't tell you what the title is just yet, but we are going to dive in. I am going to read you chapter one entitled Homecoming. My backpack hit the floor and my feet stepped inside. I was home. Fuck. Not only was I home in Los Angeles, I was actually home in the house I grew up in because I am now a pending divorcee at the ripe age of 28. Winning. I was so jet-lagged and tired I could barely think straight. My mom threw her arms around me as I sort of collapsed into hers. A month was a long-ass time for us to not have seen each other. Maybe the longest ever. I was happy to see her. I was not happy to be home. We sat down in the kitchen, and I was hit with a million questions about the grand adventure I had just returned from. I answered each one with as much excitement as my exhausted body could muster up. But I knew what question was eventually coming, and that I wanted to avoid like a kid sitting down for a birds and the bees talk. And then, of course, it came. So, what's the status of you and Javier? Did you get closure going to see him? She asked. No, mother. I had wild sex for five nights, rebroke my heart, and ended up deciding we were now best buds like Timon and fucking Pumbaa. We're going to be good friends. I focused extremely hard on not rolling my eyes at the ridiculous fucking statement. Well, did he ever give you a reason as to what the hell happened? She popped her hip out and failed at hiding her anger toward him. Yeah, he just went to bed in love with me and woke up not. She scoffed. Can you blame her? When he fell in love with me, he just had a ton of grief come up that was stuffed way down. It isn't a satisfying answer to any of us, but it is what it is. We care about each other a lot, so we're just going to be friends. A month in Europe and one thing hadn't changed, apparently. I was still defending him. Okay, did he at least apologize for the insane situation he drug you through? She continued. 
I knew her feelings were valid. But for the love of God, I just got home, and that alone made me want to burst into tears. Of course. I don't expect you to understand. I just really don't want to talk about it. I aim to redirect the conversation. Well, I've been waiting to hear what the hell has been going on. My attempt failed. That's it. That's what's going on. Ugh, tears. Stay down. God, it's just unbelievable. It's such a cop-out. He played you. She scoffed again. Mom, can we not do this? I literally just got home. And you didn't think you would need to tell me what the hell the situation is? You're not the only one who's been on a roller coaster, Gabrielle. Although she had a point, the epically bad timing was not appreciated. Look, I understand that you don't get it, but that's all the answer I have. I was so worried about coming home and being unhappy. This is the last thing I wanted to walk into. Ah, hello, tears. Join the welcome home party. You know, maybe it's best we just don't discuss him anymore and you keep me separate from your friendship or whatever it is with him. She started to leave the kitchen. Mom, that is so unfair. Why are you being like this right now? Although I knew the answer. She was angry. Really fucking angry. And rightfully so. I walked into my room, sat on my bed, and cried. I sat there and realized I was in the same exact situation I was in right before I left. Crying, on my bed, feeling fucking helpless. After a hard cry, washing my face, and getting ready for bed, I sent my mom a text. Me. The last thing I want is to not be okay with you right now during all that I am trying to heal from. I know that you're stressed out with everything, and I know that all of this has hurt and affected you just as much in different ways. But please, take a step back and just see that tonight, after coming home and being uneasy about a lot of things, was not the time or place to make comments about it all and get into it. I just wanted to catch up and talk about happy things I wanted to share with you. That was all I was asking. I didn't want to be upset and feel how I felt before I left. The situation is done and there is no reason to continue to bash him and upset me. I'm trying to heal and the one thing that will not help me is fighting with you. I love you, but please understand my point of view and realize how it could have been handled differently. I'm sorry you're upset. If I did anything to cause that, I didn't mean to. Mom, it's fine. Good night. Going to sleep. Love you. My mother has never been the best texter. Ugh. As I snuggled into my bed, which I have to admit was so goddamn comfortable after a month of random beds and hostel bunks, I tried to talk myself out of this dark hole I found myself in. Thought onion? The jet lag is too real. Shut up, Gabrielle. Do it now. Fine. Superficial thought? I'm friends with the man I love, I'm miserable, and I'm home. Okay, slightly dramatic, but considering the last three months, I'll let myself have it. Authentic thought? As much healing as I did on my trip, I still feel substantially broken. That thought was devastating to me. It was one of the subconscious fears I discovered back in Sicily. Nothing like a fear coming to reality to smack you upside the head. Do I even want to venture into the subconscious layer now? I am not fucking okay. Damn, I knew this was a possibility. I had just been really hoping it wouldn't be the case. I needed this trip to fix me. I needed this to be my eat, pray, love. To come home feeling like I could take on the world. Yet the last three months, everything I had gone through, and definitely this trip, had proven over and over again that no matter what, 
I would always be okay. So why did the fear of not being okay in this moment terrify me so damn much? I went to sleep hoping my dreams would take me somewhere else. Anywhere else. Around 5 a.m., I opened my eyes to complete and utter darkness. I sat up and struggled to make out an image of my surroundings. My brain came to and started asking where I was. Barcelona? No. Mykonos? No. San Vito? Definitely not. Oh, that's right. I'm back in Los Angeles. Back home. Fuck. My. Life. Okay, there you have it. That's chapter one. Um, Crazy to read that out loud for the first time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, It's just a very, very small taste of everything that book two will be bringing. Um, I'm not sure when that'll be coming out, but I have been working and writing during quarantine, and uh, it's been really crazy to kind of dive back into that world. So I'm no stranger to dealing with fucked up shit in my life, as you guys have all read and seen and known. So I wanted on this show to be able to dive into your fucked up FML stories. Every week on the FML Talk page, you're going to be able to submit your ridiculous FML story. So if you haven't followed that page, you need to get on that shit. There's going to be a lot of fun, exclusive content on there. And this week, I got some gnarly FML stories that came through in the DMs. So let's share them now, shall we? This story is a hot fucking mess. Wait till you hear it. Here we go. Hey, Gabrielle, it's Lisa, and this is my FML story. I had just turned 22 and I had been dating this guy for a year. He said that he was still at work and he'd be off soon. Well, myself, I had gotten off early, so I decided I'd surprise him with some dinner and wait for him at his place. Well, when I got there, I saw his motorcycle outside and I was a bit confused, so I decided just to go upstairs. I get upstairs and I walk up to the apartment and I I hear arguing. I get so close to the door, I've even put my ear to the door. And then I hear it start to squeak open and I panic and I run to the back stairwell and nobody really uses that. So I hid there and I watch this broad leave. My heart's thumping, I'm just, (laughs) whew. So he then sends me a text message that says, hey baby, I just got home, come over. You son of a bitch. I knock on the door seconds later, and he opens it in shock and completely tries to play it off. And then she comes back, and she says to me, if I don't leave him, that she's going to grind my face into the ground until I'm unrecognizable. Jesus, fucking watch some movies? God. You two are twisted and meant for each other. All the while we're having this argument in the hallway, I'm holding a bag of Chinese food and I tell them both, I'm out, I'm done. You can have this asshole. Fuck your threats, I'm out. And I left. I went home and I had a delicious dinner all to myself. Damn, girl. That's fucking rough, man. I mean, to not only find out that your dude is cheating on you, but to then have the girl turn around and come back and threaten you in such a nasty way I I don't even know what I would do if I was in that situation and a girl said that she would grind my face into the ground till it was unrecognizable like I never will understand why 
women choose to act that way and with so much like unnecessary aggression but clearly clearly this was like the dude's fault um so to attack you and uh threaten your face if you will uh it's just fucking ridiculous holy fuck you guys um please keep these stories coming they're so good and yet awful at the same time but make me feel oddly better about my life so please keep submitting them i love going through them and picking which ones we're going to read at the end of each episode but before we wrap up this episode today we're going to take the time to answer some of your burning questions This part always makes me fucking nervous um, because my producer picks them, reads them to me on the fly. I have no idea what they are, um, and it always makes my palms sweat a little bit. So uh, cross your fingers for me, guys. Here we go. How do you... Fuck. How do you feel about people finding out the book's characters' real identities? Yeah. Um, So, okay. I did my best to change people's names and protect their privacy. Some I gave a shit about more than others, obviously. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, or I guess fortunately for you guys, my life has been public record for a number of years. And um, if you've got some, some really good Google stalking skills, you can probably find out many of the people. Um, Some of the characters didn't care. They were like, you don't even have to change my name. It doesn't matter. Others were like, you know, we we made it a point to try and protect their privacy because it's people's real lives and that shit's gnarly. Um, And I never wanted bad things to follow people just because they happened to cross my path in a, a time that I was going through a big life change and writing a book about it. So when people message me and say they've found out who so-and-so is or they try and guess. I never, I made a promise to myself at the beginning of all of this that I was never going to publicly confirm or deny who someone was. Um, That's up to them if they want to come out in that way. Um, But it's, I will say I'm impressed with the way my readers have put the pieces together. (laughs) Okay, question two. Did you get your revenge on your ex in the divorce? No. Big fat fucking no. Um, My divorce should have been so goddamn simple. We didn't own any property together. We were renting a house. We both had our own leases on cars. It should have been so easy. And Daniel dragged that shit out so much longer than it needed to be. He had a criminal justice attorney working for him for free because it was a family friend. So I was draining all this money with a proper family law attorney. And it was just every single fucking thing he would have a problem with and he would fight me on. If you guys have gone through a divorce, you know what I'm talking about. It's absolutely insane, the back and forth that goes on between the lawyers. And the kicker was at the very end of all of it, he fucking emailed my lawyer and was like, okay, the last thing that Daniel's requesting is the ring back. And I looked at my lawyer and said, well, you can tell him that I'm really sorry, but I sold it and went to Europe. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for joining on this first fucking episode of FML Talk. I'm so excited to be with you every week. We have such kick-ass guests for you coming up. I wanted to bring on someone that was special and near and dear to my heart for the second episode, and that will be my mama, who you just heard about in chapter one. Um, So she's going to be here discussing all the shit that we went through together with the divorce and 
her own FML stories, some of which I haven't even heard. So it's going to be an interesting mother-daughter sit-down. So I will see you all next week. Make sure you come hang out with us on Instagram at FML Talk so you can be involved and interact with us and submit your questions for all the upcoming episodes. You will get some extra cool behind-the-scenes footage on the Instagram page. It's at FML Talk. You can watch all of the episodes on YouTube and you can listen wherever podcasts are available and make sure you subscribe. I'm Gabrielle Stone. Thanks for fucking hanging out, guys. This is FML Talk. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.